You're listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello, you're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. And I wanted to kind of introduce us to a little song here called Lord, I Hunger for Holiness. And it's by Jacqueline Bellimi. And uh, just wanted to play a little bit of it to kind of get us in the presence of the Lord. Amen.
just listening to Lord I Hunger for your presence by Jacqueline Bellamy Copeland and I don't know about you but that was right on time it's like Lord how do we really just hunger you know for more of you how do we really just get into your presence you know for you know in the presence of the Lord there's fullness of joy and pleasures evermore it's like we How do we really master getting into the presence of the Lord so that we can really experience what you have for us? He said, those who worship me must worship me in spirit and in truth. So how do we really just begin to just press in? And sometimes music can do it. Getting in just prayer can do it. You know, when we begin to just worship him, Lord, I hunger for your presence. I hunger for your holiness. Lord, I just hunger for you. And then we just allow his presence to envelop us and speak to our hearts. You know, mastering the presence of God isn't easy. Uh, Being able to see him in everything that we do and all those uh, places that he sends us. How do we really get into his presence? And, And part of not giving up, part of being able to stay present and in fulfilling what it promise and plan he has for our life so that we can walk in our destiny is we have to recognize those critics those who are critical and i i know sometimes there's a fine line between feedback you know being able to get some advice some support so that we don't you know continue to maybe go down the the wrong path or but some people are just critical and the critic sometimes can be louder than the person who's making an effort and um in 1907 Teddy Roosevelt had a quote and um you know we're just going to listen to it in just some pieces it is not the critic who really counts? It's, it's not the man who points out how how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done better. We we all know people like that. We you know I I might have been that way. I, I want to work on that. I don't want to always point out people's errors and flaws because sometimes we can miss the moment of the intent or we can be so judgmental or critical that we 
um, lose sight of really the true experience that we could have taken from, you know, from it. But Teddy Roosevelt says the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, right? The one who's really doing the work, not not talking about it. You know, mo- most critics and most people are ones who are are standing on the sideline watching the game, and they have so much to say. Why you didn't throw the ball? Why you didn't do this? Why you didn't turn left? You know, um, do you ever watch the movie and you're screaming through the movie? Run over here. Why would you do that? You know, and it's very easy to be the critic on the sideline, right? The one who can't understand but you're not in you're not in the mist you're not in the game you're not even playing the game right what about the person who's actually in the arena the one whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly right who error it may come again and again but guess what there, there's no listen there's no effort without error Right. You you sometimes you, you can't. It's like I, my my granddaughter, she's six months and she's learning how to pick up things and try to put it in her mouth. I mean, if she had 10 pieces of cracker or Cheerios to put in her mouth, she might get two out of 10 in the mouth. The rest are, you know, on the ground or and, and you can kind of see her frustration as she tries to pick it up. And as she as she tries to bring that hand to the mouth, totally hits her cheek or, you know, or drops. I'm sure that's a frustrating moment. Because until you feel the victory of chewing or getting that Cheerio in your mouth, you're, you're kind of saddened by it, you know. But we've got to applaud the effort. Like sometimes we're so quick to, to look at how many Cheerios she dropped or the mess that she's making that we forget to see the effort. We forget to look at, wow, what she's attempting to accomplish, even difficult, even though she doesn't know how to do it, hasn't done it. But if she keeps persisting, she keeps just trying and picking them up, eventually she's going to get the hand-eye coordination down and she's going she's gonna to eat more than she drops in time if you just hold on. And I think that's the same thing we're trying to convey in our never give up where giving up is not an option. Like, we, we, we don't want to just only point out the flaws of your task. But we want to applaud you for being the one who is striving valiantly to hold on, to keep trying. And even though there may be sweat and toil, that you keep on pushing, fighting, trying, striving with great enthusiasm, right? Oh, boy. Because then eventually triumph is going to come. So at the end of this Teddy Roosevelt's poem, well, not poem, but quote, 
he, he begins to say, triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly. Like, you, you may fail, but be proud of the fact that you failed while attempting. That you didn't fail just thinking about it, talking about it, but you failed while doing something about it. Like, the, 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 there only can be one winner of the race, right? But should we criticize because we're sitting on TV on our sofa eating potato chips, right? And we're looking at the track race and we're screaming, screaming, the person loses. But did they really lose? Yeah, I know they don't walk get to bring the trophy home. But did, was there an attempt? Wasn't, wasn't that a triumph really within itself? So let's not, let's not lose sight of being in the ring, being in the game, starting the business, trying to work through that difficult marriage, trying to fight to overcome an addiction. Let's, let's, let's not take it lightly. Matter of fact, when you see someone struggling, why don't you cheer them on? Great race. Well done. Get back up. To my granddaughter, Melody, she's going to eventually learn the skill of picking up a Cheerio and putting it in her mouth. But until she masters it, I'm going to be the best cheerleader possible. And to her mom and her dad, who probably have to vacuum up these Cheerios that are dropped, I applaud you all. And I want to applaud everyone who's attempting to do, to obey what God has placed in their heart, the passion that he's placed there. I, I have to applaud you to get up, dust your feet off, Get a towel and wipe your sweat off. Rest if you must, but don't you quit. And so I, I'm just encouraged, you know, that I, I'm, I'm going to be less critical of myself and others and instead be the best cheer leader that I can be, you know. Um, that's a great rule of thumb. Because sometimes we don't attempt things because when we have been so critical of others, we think that they're going to do the same or that we're going to have that same experience so we don't even try. But we're going to try. We're not going to stop trying, right? We're not, we're not going to give up, you know? And, and we're going to be less critical of others and ourselves. And we're going to just keep encouraging ourselves. and um. You know, there was, a, there was a song that says, you know, you're just going to have to speak over yourself. You're going to have to encourage yourself. You're going to have to keep speaking it in the atmosphere. I know it seems hokey, but sometimes standing in the mirror and speaking to that person that you see in the mirror, 
that you are going to do great things, that you are going to make a difference, that you're going to go to the nations, that you're going to help broken women, broken children, broken men. You're going to put together, help them to put together broken pieces. That you're why? Because you have put together your broken pieces. Why? Because you have stood in adversity. That you continue to stand when everyone said sit down. When everyone said it was impossible, when you felt like your back was against the wall and you stood anyway, we applaud you. And I know sometimes we're faced with calamity. Sometimes our light gives out and we can't finish the race. I saw that. I saw that on a YouTube. And he was, um, I forget his name, but he was slated to win the gold medal. And he got a Charlie horse. And he couldn't finish the race as we know it. But he finished the race. It wasn't at that moment whether he was first or last, but that he completed what he started. Like, sometimes you might be right at the verge of giving up. But you have to know and press in with tenacity that you will complete what you have started. That he who begun the work in you is faithful to complete it. That he's going to help you complete what you're starting in him. And I just pray that no weapon formed against you will prosper. And the gates of hell will not prevail against you. And that the heaviness that's coming your way, it will cease in the name of Jesus. And that you would understand and recognize who you are and whose you are and what you were meant to be and do while on this earth. We don't want to miss it. Lord, we don't want to miss the mark. We don't want to miss what it is that you want for us to do. We want to complete it. I'm praying right now that God would give you clarity, that he would open up your eyes in such a major way that you would begin to see visualize the end so that you would have something to work towards. That you would pick that goal back up and not see it hopeless, but say, I'm, 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 I'm holding it up again until you show me the steps and the pieces. Sometimes it's just acknowledging it again. Sometimes it's acknowledging where you've dropped the ball. Huh. I've dropped I've dropped the ball. And I thank God for the second, third, and fourth chances that he gives and many more after to begin again. Where you might have felt defeated, begin again. Where you might have felt that you've lost your way, begin again. Hallelujah. God is going to help you begin again. We need God's words 
to help us, to strengthen us, to cause us to to win again, to get up again, to see ourselves in faith again. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, you, you, there's no way that we're going to be able to to do to to walk in the victory. God has given us over 3,000 promises. And they are in Christ Jesus. We have to stand on his promises. Amen? It is the Holy Spirit who enables us to be witnesses. We are ambassadors and witnesses for Christ. God is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. He is leading us somewhere. He is leading us to our wealthy place. He is bringing us to the place in him where we'll find rest, we will find peace, we will find strength. Remember that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose, which is to be conformed to the likeness of his son. God's will for you is always good. It is always pleasing. And it is always perfect. We find that in Romans 12 and 2. Allow the Lord to work in you. And when those times get difficult and you feel like, you know, I'm giving up. That's it. Can't take it anymore. That's okay. Go for a walk. Rest. We've had we've had people on the show and we've asked them, like, well, how do you get through difficult situations? We've asked them. They they no one no one ever said they didn't feel like giving up. They just didn't. And when you are being tormented with the idea of you're not good enough and nothing you do seems to work and you don't want to go on or you just say forget it, uh, you know. We're praying right now that you won't even utter the words. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. So we don't even want to think the words, right? Whose report will you believe? And the response is, we shall believe the report of the Lord. No, tell me, whose report will you believe? We shall believe. The report of the Lord. No, 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 no. Whose report will you believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. Is that true? Do you believe the report of the Lord? Do you believe what he said? 
the promises. It's time. It's time to stand. Hallelujah. Through tribulation, stand. Remember, the Bible says, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. <laughs> God is faithful. You know what? I've not always been faithful, but yet God is faithful, who is able to supply my needs, to give me strength when I'm weak, you know? And just like he was there for the children of Israel, he's going to be there for you and for me. So we just have to stay strong, stay steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. <laughs> I was trying to um, find a scripture once again. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones.